0: Hey, hey, and welcome into the Big Ten Huddle. I'm JR, and with me today is Eric Boggs from the OHIO podcast here at Big Ten Banter. How you doing today, Eric?
1: Doing well, JR. Thanks for having us in, man. Looking forward to the discussion.
0: Yeah, for sure. Hey, I bet you're having a great day. Uh, Edric Houston just uh, committed, and I know Twitter is just blowing up from that. So uh, you in a good mood?
1: JR. Every day is a good day to be a Buckeye, but some days are even better than the good ones.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's been a couple days there in November that we won't uh, mention that have been downers lately, but we don't mm-hmm. need to talk about those. Uh, this is all Edric Houston Day for you guys, so I won't, I won't spoil your party.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the second five-star defensive lineman that uh, that uh, good old Larry Legend has pulled in uh, yeah. in this recruiting cycle. Uh, he ain't dead yet. No,
0: no, it's not. And I've seen some fans online questioning yeah. whether or not he should be there. Uh, I don't know if I'd question him if I were them. Uh, no. I'll just leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. So, hey, we got a great show today. If you don't know, we are sponsored by Big Ten Banter Sports. That is what all of our uh, guests come from. Every now and then I'll have a guest from maybe not Big Ten Banter, but most of our guests come from that. Like Eric here, he has his OHIO podcast, which is also sponsored by Big Ten Banter Sports. We talk all Big Ten all the time here. And if you like the show, please follow us on Instagram, YouTube. We are also on Rumble. Eric was telling me about that in a meeting this weekend and so i gave us a an account there and we're on twitter as well so uh go ahead and follow us and then are you on all of those too eric the yeah. podcast? yeah yeah okay. we're,
1: we're even on tiktok but uh i don't know. run that account <laughs> <laughs>
0: So if you're swiping up and you see Eric's face, you know uh, you know that uh, it's the OHIO podcast, right? It's, it's, it's something. <laughs> I don't know what, but it's something. All right. Well, hey, we got some good topics today. We have remaining QB battles in the Big Ten. We also have Jim Harbaugh's suspension. He looked like he was out of the mud, but Ward Manuel came back and said, Not today, Jim. We'll see. get into that a little bit. And then did the Big Ten... Did the Big Ten conspire against the Pac-12 to shut them down and get less competition? We will answer that question. Eric tells me he has a juicy comment about that, so I cannot wait. But before that, Eric, let's talk some Michigan football, as as only an Ohio State fan would like to do. Uh, Michigan has self-imposed a three-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh. Now, if you're saying, hey, I thought it was four games, nope. They Jim Harbaugh tried to come to an agreement with the NCAA about a four-game. They denied it, so they have they have self-imposed a three-game suspen- suspension. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Eric?
1: Well, first off, the NCAA at this point uh, has no teeth they there's there's what what is what is an ncaa never heard of her i mean i what is that literally you have sec schools who do what they want when they want however they want and the ncaa does nothing about it okay you've got uh you had acc schools who literally had students who weren't even going to class in fictitiously putting their grades in nothing done about that you had shoe companies paying coaches to get recruits to go to a to go to uh, schools in the big 12 and the NCAA has done zilch about that. So why in the world would they care if a coach gives, gives a hamburger to a recruit? And by the way, this is coming from a Buckeye fan. I think it's dumb. I I, I actually commend Jim Harbaugh for saying whatever in your face, Ward Manuel. What are you doing? Like li- literally, what are, what are you doing? You should just tell the NCAA, get out of here. You're nothing. Besides, what's what's the NCAA going to do? The College Football Playoff Committee who's, is who runs football along with the television markets. All right? So NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC, ESPN. That's who runs college football, not the NCAA. Get out of here with that. If I'm, Jim Har- if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I'm mad at Ward Manual. I am. I, I said this on
0: Twitter when the suspension agreement or whatever came out. I said, man, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I just don't serve it. I just yeah. don't serve it because guess what? The NCAA, they can do nothing. I, it, it is all college football playoffs right now. Now, Ward Manuel might, you know, get upset because the NCAA, well, we're going to give you, you know, less scholarships or something. So they get a drama. But at the end of the day, if I mean, honestly, what would happen if Jim Harbaugh just said, I'm not serving it? Nothing. Not
1: nothing's Nothing's going to happen.
0: Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. And I know some people are out there are like, oh well, you have to do it because they'll do this. And and I, I hear where you're coming from because if you're a Buckeye fan, you know what happened to Jim Trestle and yep. that was heartbreaking. And thankfully, you know, uh, Gene Smith kind of helped you out a little bit by getting Urban Meyer in there. So your your program didn't die from that. But at the end of the day, I look at it and I say, just don't serve it. You know this whole three game suspension, I don't know what they think it's gonna do. It's not going to make the suspension less. I mean, you come to an agreement for four and then they say no, and then you come back and say, "Okay, well, we'll do three like that's <laughs> the math doesn't add up. I don't know I don't know if Wharton Manuel needs to go to an algebra class there or something, but the math doesn't doesn't add um, up you he can is just, he oh, is a
1: Michigan grad, so oh wow, well, I mean. yeah,
0: Michigan man uh. <laughs> <laughs> do you think this will help Jim Harbaugh's suspension be, be any less, Eric? I, I, I just can't imagine it does anything.
1: No. It's what there it's it's gonna do nothing. This is a this is a this is a nothing burger for a cheeseburger. Nothing burger for what a this cheeseburger. Is. And everything I've
0: read has said, you know, um ha, has said that this was like what a level two violation and nothing probably would have came about it. And then Jim Harbaugh lied about it. Now, right. as as stupid as I think it is, as stupid as I think it is, and I totally agree with your SEC. You know, they do stuff that they shouldn't do. As stupid as I think it is, Eric, why did he lie? Why did what? Just come out. I mean, Ohio State literally every off season comes out, and Ryan Day says, "Yeah, we had GAs helping players. Yeah, we had over practice time. Yeah, we did this." I mean, I think they had like five um, level three violations, four or five level three violations this year. And guess what? The NCAA, they said, slap on the wrist. It's fine. Now, I don't really think they slapped them on the wrist. They said, just think about us slapping
1: on you on the wrist. And that's it. Like, it's, yeah. Just, so if you, if you self, if you self punish self yourself, report or something, if you yeah. self report and you give yourself a, of, I think Ohio state was additional training. Something, no. <laughs> something like that. So it, 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 th- again, who is the NCAA? Yeah, don't even know who they are anymore. Yeah,
0: I guess the big question is Eric because I know yeah. Ohio State fans are uh, are uh, thinking about it. Um, does Jim Harbaugh come back next year? Well, he's tried
1: to leave how many times? Yep. I mean, you know, I've thought about this a little bit. I think he's got. I think he's got a little bit of a jealous bone for his brother. That Super Bowl bugs him. Mm-hmm. He wants to win a Super Bowl. He views himself as a, an as a, a NFL coach um, who came back to college to help his alma mater. And in his head, he's helped them already. And he has. Mm-hmm. They were in a terrible spot before he came back. And so what else is there to do other than to win the Natty? And I, it's just not going to happen. I, I, I will be floored. If they win a national championship this year, mm-hmm. cool. and this is the, this is their best shot they've had about since since I was like twelve, <laughs> you know, and I'm 42 now, right? So this is it. It's do or die, and you can kind of feel like the the excitement with that fan base when we spoke to the Victor's Nation, which is the uh, Michigan affiliate on Big Banter Sports. They 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 are national championship or bust. That's where they're yeah. at, man. I I was talking to a Michigan fan the other day, and again, this is just
0: one fan. I don't want to make it sound like they speak for the entire fan base, but I was talking to one the other day, and he told me, he said, you know, at this point, he said, maybe maybe the taste will change in three years if it just keeps happening. He said, but at this point, he is totally satisfied with winning the Big Ten and beating Ohio State. He said, well, anything more. After 20 years of being
1: spanked, I'm sure they are.
0: (laughs) But that's what I'm saying is if you do it for three more years, guess what? that it's not going to taste as good you Mm-mm. know i mean there's going to be a desire for more we don't live in a, a a content society where you know it's like oh we got this one little thing that's fine no we always want more and uh yeah i think even if michigan fans aren't there yet i think they'll get there and who knows they might they, they very be, well with yeah. the next 3 years the big 10 and against ohio
1: state we we will have to see you hold a gun in my head i think he leaves after this year yeah If he has the opportunity. That's the problem. He hasn't had the opportunity. Nobody's wanted him because he's a weirdo. Well, and
0: nobody's wanted him from reports I've heard. Nobody's wanted him also because he wants, like, complete control. He wants that, like, GM and coach. Like, I choose the entire roster. I also coach the roster thing, which I don't know. I can't recall. Of course, I'm not an NFL guy or an NBA guy or anything, but I can't recall a single time that working out. You know, I can't. I just can't. Marcel? ourselves maybe did he have complete think, gm control yeah i think he did, did he? yeah okay yeah. so one but time it's been
1: a, but it's been a long time
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it doesn't happen often so who knows well uh going on from michigan michigan doesn't have a qb battle eric they know who their qb is but we still have what is it four teams in the big 10 with a qb battle one of them being your Buckeyes, what, what's what's your reaction to the QB battle right now? Before we get into everybody else, what is your reaction to the QB battle at Ohio State?
1: It is toxic right now. Yep, it has become very toxic in the fan base. You have your you have your Kyle McCord. Uh, he deserves it. He's older. He's more mature. And and by the way, um, he was handpicked by Ryan Day over jj mccarthy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i know i know that the the team up north fans don't want to admit that but jj mccarthy wanted to be a buckeye and Mm -hmm. ryan day went out and got mccord because he thought he was going to be a better match mccarthy got upset decided to go to the team up north and and has rewritten history because of that there is a part of ryan day i have to believe jr that says if 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 i give this starting job to Devin brown i made the wrong choice that that's a that's a strange dynamic there yep. now, if you ask me my opinion, I was one of the lucky ones who got in to watch the practice the first two practices that were open to the general public cool and i i i I sat there and I watched the practices with an eye on on just what what did I see and i I always thought McCord was going to win the job, but when I came away from that practice, I said to myself, I'm more impressed with devin Brown there's wow. two reasons why. Kyle McCord has a little bit of a hitch in his throw that I don't like. Mm. He holds the ball too low. Yeah, He elongates his arm motion. In the very first play on seven on seven, he got picked. Ooh. And I said, that quick, that, that split second that it takes him longer to deliver the football because of where he's holding it, DBs who are good, cornerbacks who are good are going to jump that and they're gonna get picks and happen on the first play. Wow. Devin holds it up under his chin. He's quick, he's very accurate in the mm. in the in the short game and mid-range. But here's where Devin Brown is, in my opinion, a step behind Kyle McCord, and that's the deep ball. Kyle mm. McCord throws a beautiful deep ball. And we know and, Ryan
0: Day loves his deep ball.
1: Yes. So <clears throat> what I think's happening is Ryan Day sees the benefits of both and he sees kind of the negatives of both. And he's admitted once I think someone comes ahead, they take a step back and the other guy comes forward and then it's it's been the seesaw battle back and forth. If it was me, if it was my decision, if Ryan Day called me up and said, Eric, I need your opinion. my coaching staff is apparently split 50 50. And you're wearing a Woody Hayes hat, so I need to ask you who's going to be the quarterback. (laughs) junior I'm saying go with Devin Brown. Wow. And and here's why. He is slightly more athletic in the pocket Mm -hmm. than McCord. Now, McCord is not a statue by any means. But Devin Brown, I loved his footwork when I watched him. And given the fact we got two new starting tackles, I need someone who can move. Yeah. I need someone who can get out of trouble, can extend the plays. That's why I'm going with Devin Brown. But if you ask me today, who do I think gets start number one? It's probably going to be McCord at first, but I'm not going to be surprised if they don't play meaningful time in game one. And he does, he says they, they're both starters.
0: Yeah. That was gonna on going to be my next back. question is if we're going to see kind of what Michigan did last year, where, well, I can't remember. Was it Cade got a half, and then JJ got a half, or did Cade no, get a game so and then they got JJ games. Got the game?
1: Yeah. So okay. JJ started the season, got game one. Then gotcha. Cade McNamara got game two and didn't look as good, and yeah. it was it was evident JJ's the starter from there. Yeah. So, which was the right decision because oh, yeah. you know Cade McNamara was a good game manager, but he had a very low ceiling. Mm-hmm. JJ McCarthy's ceiling was so much higher. Oh yeah. Um. <clears throat> That being said, uh, I, I I brought this up on the podcast back in Spring Ball. I said, should should Ryan Day copy the blueprint that you know that that Harbaugh used and give them and and the, the consensus was no because you want the the guy you're going to choose to get those three games and one of which is on the road in Indiana to start the season because Week Four you go to South Bend, Indiana take on Notre Dame and you want those game reps for that starter. Mm. That was kind of the consensus everybody came up with, and I think Ryan Day also believed that. So we'll see what he does because he's very, very conflicted in this thing, yeah. man. When he's when he's asking the assistant coaches, "Who do you think it should be?" and then they are like, they have different opinions, right? That's not good. That's not no. good no,
0: no. I and I, it, one could argue that it's so good. Because both guys are so good that you can't no. even choose. You know, I mean, one what could would be that. so good is CJ Strauss as our quarterback again this year. And he came yeah. back. Right. Yeah. Ohio State NIL needs to get on the level of the NFL draft. Number two pick. <laughs> and then maybe maybe uh, which, of course, that was the rumor there for a while last year. Yeah. I remember couple, yeah, two I million like, versus 32 million not. versus 36 million. Come on. Yeah, he's not coming back. He's not coming back. Well, that is all really, really great information eric i i tell you this this whole battle is is just very very interesting and honestly soap opera dude it is soap opera right now and honestly at the end of the day i i i feel like ryan day could choose me to be his quarterback and he'd be fine. I mean, you got Marvin Harrison Jr. out there. You know, Emeka, Buka. Uh, you have, uh what, Julian Fleming. I mean, that guy, he's, he's probably a top 10 wide receiver in the hey, nation. I, and he doesn't I even get, get the credit for it.
1: Can I give you a juicy nugget? Okay, yeah. I'm in, Carnell, I'm in for it. Carnell Tate might play more than Julian Fleming. Oh. The freshman? Dude, dude? Yes. What the was, dude. So at that practice I was at, Julian Fleming had a bad drop. Yeah. And and had it had a hissy fit moment. Let's uh-huh. just call it that. Yeah. Cornell Tate caught 10 balls in less than 7 minutes. Wow. He was legit awesome. Wow. From both quarterbacks Jesus. or just one? Both. Yeah. He they he was he was running with the ones the whole time. Wow. Here's the thing about him that is unbelievable to think about. And I've and and I've heard the I've I've heard through the grapevine this is true. He's ahead of where Marvin Harrison Jr. was as a freshman. Wow.
0: Well, that's in, Marvin insane didn't play in to freshman, think about,
1: right? Not, not until the end of the season in the Rose Bowl. That's when he Martin's made his. Right, yeah, yeah, made it. Yeah. But wow. so at the beginning of the season, yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. came in and everybody's like, whoa, who's this guy, right? Yeah. Carnell Tate has turned more heads than he did. Wow. Yeah! Wow, and that's incredible too,
0: because Mars' freshman year in that Utah, and I know Utah wasn't playing all their starters and stuff. Right. Um, but but he had three touchdown catches in that game, didn't mm-hmm. he? He was like the that's... the overlooked player because JSN just decided to go nuclear that game, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> basically, to get
0: drafted off that one game alone.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, it was wow. it was nuts.
0: Wow. Well, since you mentioned Carnell Tate, uh, if, if you are somebody who, who prays or anything, uh, thoughts and prayers for Carnell, uh, and his family with the passing of his mother, if you don't know, uh, she tragically, uh, was killed in I think a drive-by shooting in, uh, Mm -hmm. Chicago. Uh, and, and that's just, that's just horrible. Um, so if you, uh, don't mind, uh, please prayers and thoughts for carnell uh, and his family uh, I, I know it's probably gonna be a rough season for him but hopefully he'll ball out and uh hopefully he'll uh, he seems be to be to channeling
1: that. it in the right place man that's good that's good uh
0: my other question was so we have three other schools mm-hmm. with qb battles yeah. we don't just talk about yeah. how here folks we we talk the other the other schools too all big tip all right uh michigan state indiana and yeah. Northwestern. Uh, I will give the people those who are in the battle for that. We have Taven Jackson and Brendan Soarsby, who I think was the backup for Connor baselak last year. Can't remember. No, it was somebody else. Maybe it was him. I don't know. Sorry, my memory is is uh, escaping me. But it's him and Brendan Soars. Brendan Soarsby and Taven Jackson for Indiana. Noah Kim and katon Hauser. For Michigan State and Ben Bryant and Brendan Sullivan for Northwestern what say you Eric who who quickly who are your predictions yeah. for each one
1: yeah so we do on our podcast we do previews for of all the Big Ten schools Okay. And so I've had the opportunity to speak to the other big banter podcast for these teams. Here's, here's my, here's the takeaway. Taven Jackson was a four-star quarterback from the state of Indiana, went to Tennessee, uh, was the backup last year, uh, transferred back home to Indiana. He he's athletic. He's probably one of the highest ranked uh, uh, quarterbacks they've ever had at Indiana. You got to put mm-hmm. the ball in his hands. Let let mm-hmm. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to, He's going to have those redshirt freshman moments. You're just going to have to grow through them because mm-hmm. that's your best chance to win down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, Spartan Dog from Bacon Wire Podcast, who I highly, uh, highly recommend you have on the show. Uh, uh, he's a Noah Kim fan for Michigan State. Mm. And so I'm going to lean on him and say that's who they should probably go with is Noah Kim. And so if it's good enough for Spartan Dogs, good enough for me. <laughs> and then I like uh, it. Yeah. And then at Northwestern, I mean, I don't know who who knows but Jason Monk who runs our TikTok page on the OHIL podcast he's from the mitten state and he says Brendan Sullivan who was from the same area that he's from actually wow. knows the young man um he he says he is the real deal um, wow. they did look kind they did look competitive when he was in the games last year yeah. quarterback so I'm going to lean for Sullivan for for the Wildcats and hope he doesn't get killed
0: Wow. Well, I'll tell you, I, uh, I'm almost exactly the same as you. I think Taven Jackson, uh, just Indiana royalty. I think he won two state national championships from center Grove high school. Uh, I live here in Indiana, so that's how, that's how I know uh, more about them. Uh, I think he's the real deal. I think he is going to start and I I think IU is going to struggle, but I think he is going to make some flashy plays as long as he doesn't get hurt. I think he's going to make some flashy plays and also half brother, of Trace Jackson Davis, NBA player, so who just graduated from IU this year. Uh so, very cool. Uh Michigan State, I'm right there with you. I think Noah Kim. I watched some of his games uh when he came in last year. Dude, he he's the real deal. I've heard some people say Kaden Hauser. I think I think one of our people from Bacon Wire was saying Kate and Hauser at one point. I just don't I don't know. I it's not that I think Kaden Hauser's bad. I just think Noah Kim is the real deal. Um, and I think I think he honestly might have might have uh, got the spot over Peyton Thorne <clears throat> if he would have stayed, but that's just my hot take for the day. And then Northwestern, I've always thought Ben Bryant, but I've also not looked at it too closely. So maybe Brendan Sullivan is it. I don't know. Uh, I just thought Ben Bryant at Cincinnati and <laughs> there's a very good chance they're both gonna start at some point <laughs> in the season, man. They're they're gonna try to do the same thing that Ohio State is and <laughs> back-to-back um, back, so maybe there more so going. out
1: of necessity as opposed to uh design oh that
0: that's true too yeah if the offensive line is uh still having their uh shower washes then yeah yeah that wouldn't go very well so all right we won't mention any more about that that's a un, uh, unsavory discussion yeah. <laughs> yeah (laughs) all right so our last topic i know we're going long here today but i just really enjoy talking to eric and i think we've got some good insight here from him so our last topic and i know you all been waiting for it did the big 10 and fox that's what this article that i found was talking about did the big 10 and fox conspire to finish off the pac-12 and keep apple out of college football to keep it for just fox and espn
1: what do you think eric Yes and no. So here's the here's the deal about that. If this all started when at the SEC and ABC slash ESPN got in bed with one another. Mm-hmm. And they decided they were going to be the big boys on the block, and they weren't going to share with Fox, and they weren't going to share with NBC. And, of course, at the time, CBS was also an affiliate of the SEC. When the SEC decided we're going to bring in Oklahoma, we're going to bring in Texas, and we are going to be the biggest, baddest dog on on the block, even though they already were. Mm -hmm. This forced the hand of Fox and NBC specifically to join up with CBS to create kind of a coalition with one another Mm -hmm. to combat ABC, ESPN. Mm -hmm. Now, when they did that, This immediately forced the hand of their hand to say, well, whose contract's up first and who has the best product for us to gleam on to? And then ESPN was all, or or, excuse me, uh, the Big Ten was all too willing to say, us, we'll take your money. When that happened, he had the right, I guess you could say, although I didn't appreciate some of the decisions he made, but. Uh, Kevin, as we call him, Karen Warren, (laughs) in charge over in Chicago. And he was all too willing to bring in the L.A. market. And USC and UCLA still had some bad blood from how things went down when Texas and Oklahoma didn't join the Pac-12 and that contract was coming due. And USC was not about to um, get left behind. And, of course, they uh, being bedfellows with UCLA – said uh, in the cover of night under the sheets let's go to the big 10 and they hightailed it out there and so this and of course fox was all too f- uh, familiar and, and and comfortable with that concept mm-hmm. and so when that happened that was the next big domino that espn abc and uh, the e, uh SEC forced over first that was the next big domino to fall so now you have the big 12 basically scurrying to say well we got to stay relevant. Right. And so they're taking whoever they can for the Pac 12. The Big Ten's taking Oregon and Washington now. And you have the ACC as the next one over here. What are we going to do? Because they're an ESPN product. And right. ESPN's not going to be able to pay the same amount of level to the, the, the number of schools that the big three, other, other big three televisions, uh, studios, or companies in CBS, Fox, and NBC can do together yeah. now Apple's interesting to me because Apple could be a player in this but are they willing and Amazon as well are they willing to join up with say an ABC and ESPN to make up the difference in money that's the that's the question that's the that's the looming question that a, the ACC wants to know Mm -hmm. and the big 12 because otherwise eventually we're going to get to nfl light and we're gonna have a the afc nfc it's gonna be the big 10 sec and we've got basically a two conference model again the power two i mean that's kind of where we're heading but yeah did they do it on purpose not really but at the same time yeah they did yeah yeah
0: i Man, I, I think you just laid it out so well there. Uh, a lot of what you said uh, has kind of been has kind of been my thought with with the whole situation. Is you kind of have this this lower tier Fox, and you kind of have this lower tier Big Ten. And I, I know nobody wants to admit it, um, but I feel like I feel like the BCS almost made this happen because i hear a lot of people talking right now about how great the bcs was and let's just go back to the bcs forget the playoffs you know yada 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 and i look at that and i say yeah if you're an sec fan sure the bcs was fantastic because guess what nobody ever questioned your schedule there was always an sec team in the bcs championship game and there wasn't always but Predominantly, there was, and SEC fans will say, "Well, yeah, we won the championship. You should, yeah, we're the best conference out there." Okay, fine. You won the championship; that's great. But, but, what did you expect, Oregon? What did you expect USC? What did you expect Washington to do? To just be okay with 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 being in this conference that nobody respects? Are you? Are they just supposed to be okay with not? not ever gaining the respect to be able to, to uh, win uh, 11 games, lose one game and get into the playoffs. USC should have been in the playoffs last year. I know, I know, oh, you know Ohio state fans don't want to hear that and that's fine. You know, I think realistically, if we look at it, USC probably should have been in the playoffs last year.
1: Well, they, I, I, they I did yeah. lose two games, but actually I agree with you um, to a degree. Yeah. So, here's here's been my argument about the college football playoff the whole time why weren't you using conference championships to your advantages as round one yeah like that should be yes we have four teams okay but yeah but if you don't win your conference well we're picking the best four teams well then it's not a tournament it's an invitational right and that's what i I was saying
0: from the beginning was if you incorporate conference games, I'm not saying you need an auto bid or or whatever. I get why people have a harder time with that, but what you're saying, incorporate them somehow into the playoff structure. Mm -hmm. You give conference like play a lot more significance because if somebody wins their conference, there's actually something there for now who cares if Alabama wins? Alabama didn't even go to the championship game last year. They almost made it into the playoffs. I mean, Why why would you care about anything with the conference? And why would you care if you're an SEC team? Why would you care to play anybody of significance outside of your conference? Because you would literally it, yeah. be Georgia this year and Georgia <laughs> will still get in if they lose one game. And what it that. would
1: have done too is it would have kept the regional aspect of the sport. Yeah. So you would have had a one Big Ten team, you had one SEC team, you would have had one ACC team, you'd had you know one Pac-12 team or one Big mm-hmm. Twelve team, and so yeah. you would have kept the regionalization of the sport intact. Now, there is no regions as the Big Ten will, likes to say now we're coast to coast, east right. to west, soon to be north to south.
0: Mm-hmm. And you could you 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 could have kept recruits home. I mean that's the biggest thing with this is that Alabama had a huge pipeline in California, so not only were they getting the best of the best out of the south but they were also getting really good players out of california imagine if those teams had a same too similar chance of what sec teams have and then those players are saying yeah i'll go to usd yeah i'll go to oregon because we have a good chance still of making it to the playoffs making it to the championship game i I know that's not a popular opinion with people because everybody just wants to complain about how college football is dying and it's dead. And we got, you know, all kinds of people out there with that, but I really do feel like the BCS kind of made a lot of this happen. And so if you want somebody to blame, I don't know if you blame the big 10 or Fox. I think you blame the BCS. And I think you blame this strength of schedule narrative that everybody wants to put out there and say, you know, who cares if
1: you're deserving or not,
0: you know, What's your strength of schedule, which you have no control
1: over? You know, yeah. I, I guess my my argument at this point now is is outside of the of just the sake of argument and pride. What is the whole purpose of winning a bit a, a conference championship if we're going to twelve teams now? Yeah, it almost it could almost hurt you. You know, yeah, that extra game you lose your quarterback or your star wide receiver or you know whatever in that game and it throws your chances out the window. I I feel like, I feel like there's give and take with everything and we're so fast to change things without realizing the consequences of what we change. Yeah. I said that from the beginning,
0: eight teams. That's what I have said from the beginning, eight teams, you give conference, um, a championship bids to six teams, kind of like they had before. And then you have two at large bids that covers, everything if you have a team you know like lsu with injuries but they had a really good season they just lost to somebody once in the year because of injuries okay you might be able to put them in you know same thing with michigan or usc whatever the deal is um but you know for me 12 is just too much i get that complaint um especially now with what only four <laughs> power five conferences uh power four yeah. conferences i guess but yeah so man uh hey this went a little long eric but i appreciate <laughs> you being on here today uh if you were driving into work and it was just a little too long for you i hope you enjoyed it hey just listen to it on the way home you know just listen y- you got time on the way home just do that as well so thanks so much for coming in eric uh you want to tell people where they can find the ohio podcast everywhere
1: everywhere man work everywhere yeah. Wherever you look, find if you listen to audio, wherever you enjoy downloading your audio podcast, we're there. Just type in the Ohio podcast where you'll find us. Uh, we have a website, theohiopodcast.com. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on TikTok. And of course, just go to bigbantersport.com, bigbantersports.com. You'll find us there as well. We're the Ohio State affiliate uh, on Big Banter Sports. Awesome. And what what day do you stream? We stream live every Sunday night Sunday at eight o'clock Eastern, and beginning this season, uh, this is really cool. JR, we're, we we um, we're doing Collins. So, oh nice, oh yeah. So we're gonna get the good, the bad, and the ugly of Buckeye Nation on Sunday nice. nights, and uh, to rant and rave or talk about how great we are or how terrible the decision Jim Knowles made on third and three on in the third quarter against Tim Buck too, right? Yeah. So. I'll be, be praying long.
0: for an undefeated season for you so you don't have to uh, <laughs> endure too many too many hard uh, hard calls to uh, to to filter out so because <laughs> I've seen them on Twitter uh I can oh, yeah. only imagine what they'll be doing in a call-in show so oh man all right well yeah big big banter sports.com like eric said you can find find all of our podcasts there we are there as well the big 10 huddle you'll find us on there you can also find us on uh, twitter youtube rumble instagram uh we don't have a tiktok yet might be coming soon but we uh we are in all of those locations as well and then also also, I forget, oh, don't want to forget to mention this. We are having kind of like a mega team preview this Saturday. I know we're I I know we're supposed to be on at twelve. I don't know if that's live or if that's a recording. I think it's a recording, but uh you can check it out. So this Saturday when you get done with Notre Dame and Navy, uh, because there probably won't be very much else on other than that, uh, you can see the Big Banter mega team preview of every team on uh the Big Banter Sports Network. So uh Eric, thanks so much for coming on. Uh tomorrow night, tomorrow tomorrow night, tomorrow morning, I will have Alec Whitaker from the Penn State podcast on here. We'll talk some more, uh, some more good things and some more fun f- fun topics so eric thanks so much any final thoughts
1: hey he's uh, I, I interviewed Alec. good dude great great show you'll enjoy that and uh, enjoy that interview and just uh, when he says we are just answer ohio state yeah <laughs>
0: i'll get him with that so yeah. all right thanks eric have a great day bye good evening